there is no lack of interest in the Bible. Mark that, okay? Every once in a while, I will get a catalog in my office, and it's usually about that thick, and it is entirely devoted to Bibles. Now, I don't know if you know this, but there are Bibles for nurses, there are Bibles for teachers, Bibles for businessmen, there are soldier Bibles, cop Bibles, fireman Bibles, student Bibles. There are Bibles for those just starting out. There are Bibles for those just finishing up. There's a Bible for every stage of, the, of your life. There's Bibles for teenagers. There are study Bibles, outreach Bibles, cupcake Bibles, and beginner's Bibles. Did you know that you can hear Johnny Cash? James Earl Jones or Max McLean read the Bible to you. You probably don't even know who that last guy is, but if they let him read the Bible, he's got to be important, right? You can get your Bible at the dollar store, or you can pay over a hundred bucks for a Bible. You can get a thin line edition, large print, pocket size, or pulpit size. You can get the Bible on CD, DVD, MP3, and friends, don't even get me started on translations. Seems to me that we are over-Bibleated. So much so that I think that we've got to stop reading the I love it. Of course, I'm not suggesting that we stop opening up a Bible, reading its words. What I am suggesting is that maybe, think about this. You think of all those scribes from ancient time who spent countless hours writing the words of Scripture so that those words could be passed on. You think about those people throughout church history who literally gave their life so that you and I could read Scripture. Do you really think they had in their mind, one day they're going to be able to put the Bible on a keychain? No. Those people spent their entire life, those people gave their life, so that you and I could know one thing. God speaks. You need to know this, friends. God speaks. And maybe we need to stop reading the Bible for reading the Bible's sake because it's what we're supposed to do and I have to do it or I'm going to be in trouble. And instead, learn to listen to and to hear God's Word. I want to suggest to you that those are two very different things. What we know that when God speaks, great things have happened. When we look at Scripture, we can see that when God spoke at the very beginning of this world, life came to be. If you remember that story of creation, where the world was in chaos and the waters flipped back and forth and it was dark and it was just chaos, God spoke and life happened. Life as you and I know it. 
God brings life to chaos. When God speaks, new life comes. But we can also see in Scripture as well, we think about that story that we read from Nehemiah. It's all those people, I don't know if you realize this, they had, had everything taken away from them. They were pulled off. They were pulled into slavery. They had their livelihood stripped. They had their humanity stripped. They had everything they had ever known taken away from them, brought to a foreign land. And finally, one day, they're able to come back. And when they are able to come back as a people and to be their own people, you know what they did? They read God's Word. Because when God speaks, there's also renewal. Those people who had lost everything, those people who didn't really know who they were, were anymore, those people who had lost their identity, those people who felt the disconnect between, between their history, their ancestors, their family, now they would be having a chance to start over. And they knew that when God speaks, God brings renewal. And that's why, I don't know if you picked it up, when Ezra, when they were reading, they were reading for hours. Hour after hour. They wanted to hear those words because they knew those were the words that would renew them, that would build them up again. Hour after hour. Please read it to me again. They were crying because they knew that God was going to renew them, that God was going to build them up. And so they read and they heard, I love it, hour after hour. Maybe we should do that too, y'all. Or maybe we don't need renewal like they did. Creation, we see that God, when God speaks, there is new life. And that the people of God, when they were able to come back from captivity, we see that when God speaks, there is renewal. But even when Jesus, if you know anything about Jesus, this guy is he's funny. I just love how he does this stuff. He goes around teaching. You can think from crowd to crowd, and he's teaching on the side of the, the, the sea. And then he decides, it's time for me, I'm going to go to the synagogue. I'm not going to just go, I'm going to teach. And so he starts teaching. One day he goes in there like he usually does. And it's his turn to read. Be like when Clarence walked up. It was his turn to read. Somebody handed him that big old scroll, and it was the scroll of Isaiah, and you can see Jesus unrolling that scroll. And he starts looking. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Now, I want you to go back and read those words that Jesus, I think, chose to say. Those words that I think he looked for. Oh, I can just see him. Of course, he's reading left to right. I can just see him. He's, where is it at? Where is it at? <clears throat> because when God speaks, God brings purpose. And I think in those words that Jesus was looking for, we can see Jesus' purpose. Read that part from Isaiah. And you can see everything about Jesus' life and ministry in those words. Because when God speaks, there is purpose. Y'all with me? See, 
I don't know. Maybe I'm just louder than you. But uh, if I'm listening to that, I'm thinking, <laughs> Amen! Because God brings new life. God brings renewal. And God brings purpose. But I think I understand where a lot of people in the church are coming from. Because there's two things that we have to have, I think, to begin to really understand, really to, to grasp what God does when God speaks. There's two things we have to have. You ready? We have to have understanding, and we have to have time. People tell me all the time, every church I've ever been at, Johnny, you know, I, I want to read the Bible, and I want to think about that stuff. There's just so much of it I don't understand. And friends, let me tell you, I get that. There's some weird stuff going on in the Bible, right? I know that may shake up some of your images you have of a holy Bible, but there's some weird stuff going on. People do some crazy things. People say crazy things in the Bible. So I get it. We look at it and think, I have no idea what's going on. I can't even pronounce the names, much less understand what's going on. But hear me when I tell you this. That every single person in this building right now can understand when God speaks. I don't care how much you've been to school. I don't care how much you've been to church. I don't care how old you are, how young you are, how smart you are, or how smart you think you are. Every single one of us can understand when God speaks. But understanding is only one of the things we need, right? What's the other thing? Time. You see, understanding takes time, doesn't it? And we know this. It doesn't just apply to the Bible. You know, we don't just show up for a job and we got this. It takes time for us to get comfortable in a job. It takes time for us to, to, to understand a spouse more, to understand somebody else in a relationship, how they work, how they think, the things that really get on their nerves. It takes time, doesn't it? Well, friends, let me hopefully encourage you that it takes time to understand when God speaks as well. Unfortunately, time is something that a lot of us feel like we don't have. Some of us are on this side of the spectrum where we think, well, one day I'm going to have time when I retire or when I get a little older or when I stop doing this. But then some of us, we've already been over here and we think, well, my time's already done. I don't have to do that. But we need understanding and we need time. We need time so we can have understanding. We need understanding so we can have our time. Does that make sense? See, friends, God speaks to us today. God first spoke at creation. God spoke to those people who were gathering from captivity. God spoke to Jesus and the people who were gathering with him in the synagogue that day. And God still speaks to us today. Now, that sounds a little spooky to some of us. But have you ever had that feeling that something was pushing you? Did you ever have that feeling where you knew this is what I'm supposed to be doing? Did you ever have that feeling where uh, 
don't get me involved in any of that nonsense, then you know already, don't you, that God speaks to us. See, friends, the words are already here. You have them in the pew. Some of you take it with you to church. Some of you have one on a shelf somewhere. Some of you have a collection of them. But the words are there, and in those words are new life. There are many areas and places of our life, aren't there, that are very chaotic. Well, my life. I don't know about yours. You perfect people. But there are many areas that are and certainly feel chaotic. And to our chaotic life, God speaks new life. And I know there are circumstances, there are decisions, there are things that have happened and things that are happening where we feel like, how in the world am I to carry on? What in the world am I here for? What am I supposed to be doing? How can I make sense of any of this? And to our confused, maybe even lonely life, God speaks renewal for us. And we wonder, there's got to be more to life than this. I've got to be missing something. There's, there's something I know I'm supposed to be doing. I, I wish I knew what it was. And to that wondering heart, to that life where it feels, it feels like there's no hope or purpose, God speaks purpose to us. And friends, the words are there. They've been there. And I don't care whether you find them in some leather-bound book, thin edition, KJV, NKJ, NIRS, something other, ABC. Don't really care. The words are there. Find them. Because God wants to say something to us through them. So we need to pray. We need to pray because often um, God's word is something that we reserve for Sunday morning or it's something that we feel we leave best suited for somebody else to make sense of. But God speaks to all of us and brings us new life, renewal, and purpose. So let's pray. Dear God, we are here as your people much the same way that your people have gathered all throughout time. Just like them, we have come to hear you speak to us. God, forgive us when we've been unwilling to listen to you or to hear you. Forgive us when we've been more inclined to hear other things besides you. But now that we have heard what you tell us, God, give us new life. Lord, bring renewal to our hearts. Father, give us your purpose for this life. In Jesus' name.